I'm already standing. You stand up. <laughs> okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. My son was performing back there. No kidding. <laughs> I have a, a childhood friend with me this morning. Uh, we grew up back home before I came to the United States. I don't think any of us uh, knew at that point we were going to become pastors. So he's a pastor now, and I'm the one here. He's visiting from Nigeria. Brother George, you understand? I still call him Brother George. Pastor George, stand up. Because that's his name. So good to have you here. Thank you. He'll be speaking to us on Wednesday night, so come and hear the man. Amen. Uh, Tonight, uh, this morning, (laughs) it's not the anointing, okay? (laughs) It's just me. (laughs) But if Jesus said tonight, guess what? If you go out, it will be dark. Don't try to correct him. So, Master, it's morning. No, it's not. It's already dark. Um, we continue with our message. It's titled, The Process. Basically, what we're saying, we have to learn as Christians what Jesus did and how he did what he did. Because Jesus made it very clear to us that as the Father sent him, he's also sending us. And you know if you're a Christian, he wants you to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature He says you should baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says to teach them to observe everything that I have given to you. Teach them to observe. So that's our purpose. We want to teach everyone in our church, everyone that's a part of the Ark Fellowship, to observe everything Jesus told you you can do if you are a believer. That's what we want to do. There are no stars with regards to the kingdom of God. You go as far as you want to go with God. Whatever you desire, the Bible says, the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. If you don't desire it, God will leave you alone. But if you desire it, he'll let you have it. If you desire to do things for God, God will walk with you. Whatever you desire, if your heart is there, God is going to walk with you. Because he created you, he built you. He knows exactly what's in you and your makeup. He knows. He knows what makes you think. He knows everything about you. He knows the gifts you have inside of you. And you know the things that you enjoy. Those are the gifts he has in you. The things you like to do. Those things. He wants to walk through you and make it great. And make you the light of the world like a showcase so everyone can see what God can do with a person who is totally uh, surrendered to him. Now, in John chapter 14, verse 12, it tells us this very clearly. Jesus speaking, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, so he's speaking to us, right? Most assuredly I say to you, in other words, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm telling you the truth. And Jesus has already said, Every word you hear from me is not mine. I'm not talking of my own authority, not of myself. 
What you're hearing from my mouth is what I hear the Father saying. I only repeat what I hear the Father saying. So he says, Assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, this scripture used to really bother me. I wonder if I'm really a believer because of what, is, what follows that. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Works meaning the signs and the wonders and the miracles, healing of people, casting out of devils, preaching the gospel. Those were his works. And he says, if you believe in me, and you are a believer, he said, the works that I do, you will do also, and greater, this is where it gets really tough, and greater works will he do. Greater works than these will he do. Then what Jesus was doing, he will do because he's a believer. That's a hard stuff to hear. We know about Jesus, Son of God. And great miracles, raising Lazarus from the dead. Is it possible we can do something like that? I tell you what, if you don't consider that scripture and don't take it seriously, you may never know God the way he wants you to know him. Because he doesn't speak in vain. It's not words just to tickle your ears. It's not just speaking in passing. Especially when he says, I shortly I say to you, he means it. And I have to take seriously what he's saying. And I don't consider yourself. Stay with what he said. Because he is God. His words created the universe, right? He's speaking to you and he's saying, you can do this. And I've said here, Jesus said, I've laid down my life. Nobody takes my life from me. I lay down my life and I take it up again. I have the power to lay down my life. I have the power to take up my life again. He said, this commandment I received from my father. The commandment to lay down his life, that was the power that God gave him to do it. When God says you can do something, you can. When you say no, then you disagree with God. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Even your own feelings are lying. What's happening in your head is a lie. What God says, that's reality. There, there are no other realities except what God has said. And if you stay with what God says, then he's found a friend. Because most people are not going to listen to him. They love listening to the devil. They do whatever the devil tells them. You know you are afraid and you're going to lose your house. Yes, devil, I'm, going to be, I'm afraid and I'll lose my house. And God says, I'll take care of you. We don't listen to that. <laughs> we only listen to what the enemy is telling us and our fears. But God's telling us here in the word of God, clearly, the works that I do, you will do also. But how do you do the works? He told us that. How we can do is what? He said it very clearly. I can of my own self do nothing. That's the Son of God. I can of my own self do absolutely nothing. He said, that doesn't sound right. God's not asking for your opinion. That's what he said. And that's Jesus singing it. And when Jesus was saying that, that was what he was hearing the Father saying. He was repeating what the Father was saying according to his word. My words are not mine. It's what's coming from the Father. And he said, I can of my own self do nothing. I only do what I see my Father do. 
He loves me and He shows me everything that He's doing. That's John chapter 5 verse 20. He shows me because He loves me. He shows me exactly the things that He's doing. And I watch Him doing it. And I do it in like manner. That's the, those were His words. I do it just like I see Him doing it. And that's what you see, the signs and the miracles. So if I want to do what Jesus did and greater work, I have to observe how He did His works and how He worked the works. He said, the words that you hear from my mouth, they are not mine. It's the Father's word, the Father that dwells in me. He is the one that is doing the works. So words transfer to works. So he hears the word and then he does, he speaks the word and the word, words become works. Listen, that's the way the word was created. The same way is the process. And when Jesus came to the world, the process didn't change. He was still the same way. The Father speaks. He gives the word. And the sign is done. It hasn't changed. And if you read in that chapter 14, when he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is the Father. Uh, Philip said, show us the Father and we'll be happy. How can you say that, Philip? I've been with you all these years and you don't know if if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What what other Father do you want to see, Philip? This is the Father. And if you don't believe that, believe because of the works. The words I speak to you, they're not mine. He is the one doing the works. So words to works. That's why the centurion, Jesus said, had the greatest faith. Because he understood the principle. He said, you give the word. My servant's going to be healed. If the father permits you to speak that word, even though my child is not, my servant is not here, you give me the word. I understand this authority business. Uh, You just speak the word. And the word becomes works at home. And that servant is good. He's the process. He understood. Jesus was amazed. You remember? Only two times the Bible tells us Jesus was amazed. One, when he went to Nazareth and the people said, Is this not the son of Joseph? Where did he get this stuff from? He says he was amazed at your unbelief. That's one time. And then the other time was with the centurion. Because the man has so much understanding about faith. And he says, Jesus, God was shocked at this Gentile's faith. And he says, I haven't seen it like this in Israel. Nobody, not from Abraham all the way down. No one got this like this Gentile got it. And he says, I'm telling you guys, Peter, you guys listen. Gentiles are coming in too. Peter didn't understand it. So please understand the process. In John chapter 3, John was telling us exactly what was happening because they came to him and he says, they were trying to say, you know, Jesus is baptizing people. He says, no, I must decrease and he must increase. He says, the one from above is, he speaks some things from above. The one from above is above all. If you are from the earth, meaning John, I am from the earth. I speak earthly things. The one from above, he speaks heavenly things. What he has heard from his father and what he has seen from his father, that's what he's declaring to us. And no one is listening to what he's saying. That's what John said. 
He then he concluded in verse 24. He says, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. So if he's not speaking the words of God, God didn't send him. Like I said the previous Sunday, Schambach says, Many ministers were called by God, others just went. God didn't call them. But if God calls the person and sends the person, that person will speak God's word. And then he did something that's kind of unusual. He says, For God does, because God does not give the spirit to this person by measure. So when God sends you, he sends you with his spirit because you will need the spirit to help you know and hear what God's saying. And that's the way Jesus heard from the Father. And he spoke. And Jesus told the disciples, I'm about to go away from you. It's better for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the spirit is not going to come. And if the spirit doesn't come, you can't do the works that I do. Because that's through the avenue God does his works, speaks to me. And he said, when he's come, and we're coming, I'm getting ahead of myself. But when the spirit is come, he will take from me and he'll show it to you. He said, really? Yes. How do you know that? Jesus said so. Why don't you try it? He won't lie. That's the process. So he was sent by God. Notice in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says how God, Jesus was the one sent, right? That's what John was talking about. How God, how did God send Jesus? He sent him anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. For what purpose? Who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So when God sent you, he's sending you to do some signs and some wonders and to give the devil a little trouble. Amen. You guys are too quiet. <laughs> Amen. When God sent you, I don't care where you came from. It doesn't matter what your background is or how intelligent or unintelligent you think you are, when God sends you the power to give the devil trouble, he's already in you. You're just sitting down with all of that power, all of the electricity, but nobody's getting light. That's bad. That's bad. We've got to do something. So he's sending us out. He says, God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, because that is where you draw from to do the works that Jesus gave us to do. That's what Jesus said. It is the Father who dwells in me. He does the works. The Father who dwells in me, he does the works. So if you were a Christian, in and, 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 and John 14 verse 20, he says, At that day you will know that I am in my Father. In, at that day, and guess what that day is? It's today. This very day you should know that Jesus has already declared at that day you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I in you. If the Father is in him, and he is in the Father, and he is in you, 
Guess where the Father is? It's inside of you. Please don't analyze that. Because you will never understand it. There is no understanding. There are things that are too lofty for us. We can't understand. Just accept it and believe it. That's all God is asking for. Believe. To him who believes, all things are possible. Not to those who try to understand this. And say, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, as long as you keep saying that, it won't make sense to you and you stay where you are. But the Holy Spirit is what he gives to us. And Jesus said something in John chapter 5. He said, the Father loves the Son. And because the Father, 520 I believe, he says the Father loves the Son. And because he loves the Son, he doesn't hide anything that he's doing. He shows him everything that he's doing. And the Son sees what he's doing, hears what the Father is saying. He says, and I do likewise. I do it in like manner. In the same way the Father is doing it. And if you read in John 15 verse 9, listen to what Jesus says. Ask. You know when you use the word ask, the Father loved me the same quality of love that the Father has for me, right? I love you the same way. Can you get it? If he loves you like the Father if he's declaring that, that he loves you just as the father loved him, then he should do just like the father did to him, right? That would be as the father, right? If he's not doing what the father did to him, how could he say he loves me like the father loved him, right? So if the, Jesus is loving you just as the father loves him, he already says the father loves the son and shows him everything that he's doing. So if he's showing him everything that he's doing, I expect Jesus to do the same. The reason we don't hear him, he doesn't show us, is we don't believe what he said. We don't. We pass it over to the pastor and that great man of God. Over there. That's what we think. And so we're all, we're down here, but the Bible says we are joint heirs with Christ, all of us. We are in the same place. I'm not going to clap for him up there. I want to learn what he knows so I can be his equal. Doing the work of our Father. That's the, what this is all about. The time is past where we just sit in church and just wait for somebody to give us some things. That, that was a good message. What did he talk about? Well, I don't remember, but it was a good message. You're not listening. If you have a good message, you should remember the good message. So he gave us that. Let's look into... Do I have time? Oh my God. Okay. You get too excited and you're yelling. <laughs> it becomes a problem. Now, let's see how God created the world, okay? And you already know this. It's nothing new here. But Colossians tells us this. He is the image of the invisible God. So Jesus already made it clear. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When he came, he was the image. Guess who, how God created you? What? In his image, right? In his likeness. That's why when we get right with God, it will become a real problem to Satan. He hates you because 
you look like the father, right? Every time he sees you, he says, I hate you. And you say, I know, but I'm in the image of the father and you need to bow to me. Okay? Oh, you can see that about Satan is very powerful. No, he has no power. All his teeth were plucked off when Jesus died on the, on the, on the cross. If he smiles, it'll be real ugly. He has no teeth. <laughs> he has no teeth. He can't bite. Can you imagine somebody without teeth trying to bite me? I say, are you, are you kidding? What are you trying to do? Trying to bite me? You got no teeth. But you're afraid of somebody that can bite? Jesus poured principalities and powers. Amen? He made a show of Satan's defeat openly when he rose from the dead. It was an open thing. So we have no reason to be afraid of the devil. And I have to tell myself, God is. I have no reason to be afraid of anything. Until I'm ready to go home, I'm not going to die. I, Jesus said, you are not of this world. Just as I am not of this world, Jesus said. And that's the truth. Even if you don't believe it, just because he said it, that made it true. That's exactly what it is. You're not from this world. That's what Jesus said. You are not of this world. And the Bible says, he who is from above, is above all. That's why you are the light of the world. And that's why you are the salt of the earth. They need you. It's just because we don't believe these things, and so the world are not seeing the manifestation. Now, you can read the scriptures and see what happened. There was no difference when, the, when Jesus left and the disciples took over. You read in Acts. It was as if Jesus was still there. And the, the leaders knew this. Okay, we understand why these guys are doing this. They have been with that Jesus man. That's the way it was. It hasn't changed. God, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. We're just not accepting or believing. That's why Jesus said, how long will I bear with this generation? They're just not listening. They're just not listening. He was in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creatures, over all creatures. For by him, that's by Jesus all things were created. By Jesus, all things were created and it says that are in heaven and that are on the earth. Visible and invisible. Demons, everything was created by him. Whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, don't matter. Jesus made them all. And he lives inside of you. Think about it. He lives inside of you. He created all of these things. Principalities, demons, Satan, all of them. He created them, all of them. God created them through him. All things were created through him and for him. All things created through him and for him. You know what that means? To give him pleasure. They say, well, how come then, if that's what you say, how will 
creating Satan, give him pleasure. Satan has rebelled, and God now uses a fallen man to give him trouble. <laughs> that's pleasurable to God. Because Satan says, the least of all the creation, that's just man, weak. And God empowers him to drive his demons out and chase them out. And God enjoys that. Amen. And so we should do more of that. So he did that. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, he says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. He did at different times, different ways, different. He spoke to them through the prophets. Has in these last days spoken to us by his son. In other words, he decided, I don't want any of those prophets. These are just messengers. I need my son. Whom he had appointed heir of all things. Through whom he also made the world. God made the world, how? Through his son, who is appointed all, uh, to be heirs of all things. That's how he created the world. God couldn't create the world without his son. The world would not have been created without the word. The, uh, First John tells us, there are three that bear witness in heaven. You know that? You know the three? The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Let us make man in our image. Us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Man would not have been created if the Son was not there. The heavens would not have been created if it was just God the Father by himself. No way. He needed the Son. He creates through the Son. And the Holy Spirit makes it happen. So it's always through the Son. You know what that means? It's always through the Word. Because the Son is the Word. So when the Father gives you the Word as a believer, and you are not afraid to speak the Word, it happens. That's the way Jesus did it. He said, I don't speak of my own accord. The Father, he is in me. It's the words you hear from me, they are not mine. It's the Father that dwells in me. He does the work. So, in other words, the Father gives me the word, and I speak the word. And then it happens. If you want to do the same thing, then listen. And listen to the Father. God, what's going on here? He'll walk through you. Believe me, this is revelation for me. And I've got to listen to what the Father is saying. And the Bible tells us in the beginning, let's read it in Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 4. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form. And void. In other words, there's nothing. There was nothing there. But God has created the heavens and the earth. But the earth was there. It was void. There was nothing there. And it says, and darkness was on the face of the deep. We don't know how deep. Darkness was there. Nothing. Void. Darkness. But then he tells you a secret. And the Spirit of God. God is a spirit. God and the Spirit are one. Don't ask me how this works. I don't know. That's what the Bible tells us. And it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering kind of incubating 
over the face of the waters. So we had waters when everything was void. Don't ask me. Read your scriptures. I don't know how to explain that. And then he says, then God said. How could God speak? God passed the word to his son. I have an idea, son. You say it. Right? Because it's the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. All things were created by him. The word. The word. So Jesus was the word. God the Father has the idea. He gives it to his son. And he says, son, speak it. And the the son declares it. And the Holy Spirit says, yes. Here we go. The expanse. That's the way it works. So Jesus knew the principle, knew the process, and that's the way he did his miracles. He did what he saw the Father do, and I said this the last time. Let me show you something, and I'll close with this. Uh, Finally, which is another finally, whatever that is. Did you notice this? Uh, Mark chapter 11. Just to let you see, just to see the way Jesus did his things. Some things that he did did were kind of uh, different from the way we normally see things. If you ask Christians, what did Jesus do when he, go to, when he went to the temple first time? What did he do? He drove out the money changers, right? You heard that scripture? He drove out. That's not what happened. Jesus actually went first day and did absolutely nothing. You know why? His father wasn't doing anything. His father was not saying anything. I'm going to read it from scripture so you don't think I'm just giving you words. Read it. In Mark chapter 11, beginning from verse 11, it says, And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. That's the first day he got there. So when he had looked around at all things, guess what he was seeing? People selling and doing all of that stuff. He was looking at them, just watching them, what was going on. As the hour was already late, he just looked at things, it was already late. He went out to Bethany with the twelve. So he did nothing. He went out to Bethany. And then the next day he was coming. You remember he saw the fig tree, no fruit, and he cursed it. And they went into Jerusalem after he cursed the tree. So it was the next day, beginning from verse 15. So they came to Jerusalem after he cursed the tree. You can read it, go back to your scriptures. Then Jesus went into the temple. This was the next day now. Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought, who bought and sold in the temple. He didn't do it the first day. He did it the next day. Why? Because in the first day, the father was doing nothing. Father was saying, just observe. And so he looked. Okay, I've observed. The guys were changing. He knew what was going on. He did absolutely nothing. The next day he came, now he saw his father whipping those guys and chasing them out. He got a whip. The preacher got a whip and drove all the congregants out. Drove all of them out. We have to listen to him. That's why uh, Romans chapter uh, 8, 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He's got to be God leading you. And until we begin to desire that and practice that, you'll stay stunted as a Christian. 
and have all these, as they say, Christians, they're always fighting about something. Well, I don't like that. Well, I'm telling you, if your mind is focused on doing great things for God, you don't care about what the flower looks like in church. That's not your business. When God is really in you, everything looks so beautiful. You don't see them. That's why you fight about things that don't imp- that are not important. This, did I say finally? I got to close with something else, okay? <laughs> Shaking your head, okay? I'm not alone. Paul was like that too. But you know, Jesus did things really differently here. Um, generally, when Jesus has a big meeting of great multitude of people, when it's true, he'll send everybody home, right? And they can go buy their food. But then in one occasion, this was funny. Um, please read with me. In Mark chapter 6, it says, When the day was now fast spent, so they had a multitude of people, the day was now fast spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place. And already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. Think about it. Jesus was having a meeting, and the meeting was going long, and it was getting dark. And these disciples, they were tired of it. And this is like, you're wasting a lot of time, Jesus. Do you realize it's getting late? And these people haven't eaten. You need to send them away. Cut this stuff off. Cut it out. They are telling the one who created the sun that is late. They are going to instruct him what is right. They figure he probably don't realize he's getting late. He's enjoying himself too much. So he's going to keep the people. These guys are hungry, Lord, you see. They're hungry. You need to let them go. He knew what he was doing. His reply was, you feed them. Give them something to eat. This was different. Maybe he would have. Maybe they would have said something to him if he hadn't done that before. But this time they were telling, urging him to do it because that's what we normally do. You're breaking the rules, you see. Send them away. He said this time, you feed them. Give them something to eat. And he, they said, where can we get bread? He said, what do you have? They gave what they had to him, right? He took it and he blessed it. You know what the preacher would do? Dear Lord, we got 5,000 people who lose. And you pray for another 30 minutes. He just blessed it. God, just like God normally does, you know, in his work. Be fruitful and multiply. Multiply. That's his blessing. And guess what he did? He gave it back to them because that's what he saw. You feed them. He didn't give it to them. The people that were hungry, he gave it to the disciples, right? Because that's what the Father showed him. And they took it out. And guess what? Everybody was healed. I only do what I see my Father do. 
And I only say the things that I hear my father say. Thank God we have the book. Amen? There's a lot of the words of the father here. Don't say something that the father didn't say. The word I am sick is illegal. Because the Bible says, by his stripes I... Would you say what the father said? Or what... Well, I'm just going to tell you the truth, the way I feel. But I don't want the way you feel. I want what the Father says. Amen? That's what is important. That's what God will confirm. Only what the Father says. We are growing. I said it before. We're closing now. Uh, You got me this time. It's good. We're closing now. (laughs) This time we're really closing. (laughs) But for this congregation, I want you to agree with me. My wife read that scripture today, and I prayed that on Friday. It's very clear. God doesn't lie. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. He says, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So I am declaring that for the people of the Ark Fellowship, sickness is no longer welcome here. Can I hear an amen? We don't want it here. We don't want sickness. We don't want disease. Go find some other place to go. We don't want you here. Because the Father has said, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. And so, midst of us, this is the Ark Fellowship. God, take sickness away from the midst of the Ark Fellowship. In Jesus' name, sickness, you're not welcome. We don't want you here. The Father gave the word. We spoke the word. And the Holy Spirit confirmed it. The Lord walking with them, confirming the word with signs following. You can read that in Mark chapter 16, all the way down verse 20. Amen? Would you stand up with me? I'm not going to keep you. We have staff meeting. We are closing finally, really. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. You see, the Lord God is here with us. Amen? And this is not a game. This is reality. This is the truth. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. If you're here this morning and you want a deeper relationship with Jesus, and we're not just talking. It's silly to go to church and just to hear somebody speak. That doesn't make sense. We speak so that the word will get into your heart and into your mouth. That's what the Bible says. The word of faith that we preach gets into your mouth and into your heart. And if you speak it out in faith, God confirms it. Amen? That's how we get saved. So if you're here this morning and you desire a closer walk with God, maybe somewhere, you say, I don't know why I'm different. Why don't I want God in my life? And everybody else wants. You say that today with your mouth. I'm standing on God's word. I want God in my life. The devil will lie to you and say, you don't really mean that. That doesn't matter. If you believe what I'm saying and you will say it, believe me, God will take you up with your word because of your words and the Holy Spirit will begin to work on your heart. And before you know, you love God. And before you know, you're doing signs and wonders in his name. And before you know, people are inviting you to come and help us. Amen. Lift your hands up this morning. If you're here this morning and you say, God, I really need you. I need you. I don't know you like I should know you. 
I want to know you better. I want to have a heart for God. I want to be passionate about Jesus, just like these other people, and even more. I want to be more passionate for God. Amen. Say it with me. Lord God, I want to know you. I want to know you better. I want to be passionate about the things of Christ. I want to live for God. You created me for you to do your works. And I'm willing. Come to me, O God, and take over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God